0: Are you ready to scale new heights? Are you passionate about moving up into unprecedented realms that gets ready to enter into a season of fulfillment of God's purpose for your life? Join Pastor Shegun Opade on this course as he equips and empowers you to become a complete man. Your life is about to experience major shift. By God's grace, we are going to bring into a close the series we started some few weeks ago on um, the word is your life and then we have seen that we cannot live without the word of God because we are actually born of this same word The Bible calls this word our life In 1 John 1, if you start the reading from verses 1 down you will find that, that the Bible calls this word the life the word of God is the life. The word of God is the Zoe. Now the new life we have received is primarily of the word of God. It's primarily of the word. Is a word life. So there's no way we can live this new life without the word. We have we have seen that through the word of God, Matthew 4:4 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God out of the mouth of God so our life is not just based on um, the natural source of living which is food our life is based on the supernatural source of living which is the word the supernatural source of life and substance is the word of God that's why Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone but by every word let's always say every word every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God so we have this good understanding that our life is based on the word of God and we do not have any other life apart from this word life which we live so we feed on the word constantly we meditate on the word constantly because we know that our life is dependent on the word of God now we want to also um, I want to also um, reiterate and bring to your mind the steps towards making the word of God work for you The first one is to believe the Word of God. Believing is a choice. It's a decision you make. Believing is a choice because you see, for you to believe God's Word, there must have been one or two other things in your mind contrary to what the Word of God is saying. So you choose to allow the Word of God um, overwhelm and take over whatsoever has been going on in your mind. It's a choice that well I might be thinking in this particular way I might think that this is going to come you know so so way but the word of God says it's going to come the other way so I choose to believe God it's a choice It's a choice for you to make the word of God work for you you must believe the word believe you must choose to believe the word of God and not just um, for a season of your life it must be a quality choice that is permanent it must be permanent and the second thing we looked at is that you have to learn to Uh, meditate on the word of God meditating on the word of God in other words the first aspect is um, when you think on the word of God you cogitate on the word of God and allow the word of God um, obsess your mind until the word of God becomes your obsession then you cannot really act upon it meditating on the word of God involves thinking deeply upon the word of God until it's an obsession with you until that's everything you're thinking about that's everything that matters to you whatever you do is done in the light of the Word of God the second aspect of meditation is confessing the Word of God speaking it forth speaking it forth to yourself speaking it forth to yourself and then we also look at another step towards making the Word of God work for you it is acting upon the Word of God doing what the Word of God says to do and that is how we can benefit from the word of God that's when the word of God becomes a living thing to us when we act upon the word of God and then the other step there following acting on the word of God is when you personalize the word of God make the word speak to you make the word talk to you and that's what we're going to look at afresh today it is very easy when the word of God is coming and then you feel like it's meant for somebody else beside you. How many of us have felt that way before? You know, you feel like God is talking to that person, not me. That person should hear that word. Because she has not been behaving herself in the room. She she must hear that word. Whereas the word of God is talking to you. Now write this statement down. God's word is God speaking to me. God's word is God speaking to me. God's word is God speaking to me. You have to understand that when God speaks, He is talking to you. He's speaking directly to you. He's addressing you, addressing yours, addressing your situation, addressing your circumstances, addressing things that have to do with you. Not necessarily talking to somebody else, because until you make the Word of God talk to you, it cannot change you. Until you make the word of God speak to you And speak to your situation Your situation cannot change You must allow the word of God speak to you And that is the right application of God's word Let's look at an example here Let's look at an example here Matthew chapter number 4 Matthew chapter number 4 I want to start the reading from verse um, 1 then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered and when the tempter came to him he said if thou be the Son of God command that these stones be made bread and he said he answered and said it is written man shall not what live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, if you have any reference Bible there, there's going to be a reference to another scripture in the Old Testament that Jesus quoted from, right? What's the reference there? Deuteronomy eight 3. Let's go over to Deuteronomy 8, three. Now you will see that when that was spoken there, the name of Jesus was not put there. It was not just custom made for Jesus. It was not just tailor-made for Jesus. Because you see, you have to understand that the word of God speaks to every one of us. It is when you personalize it that it addresses you and yours. Now notice here, in Deuteronomy chapter number 8 and verse 3, And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know... That man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Do you see that? Now, in context, who is he speaking to here? The children of Israel, right? Now, was Jesus in the flesh then when he said this to them? Now, notice here, Jesus was responding to the devil, quoting from Deuteronomy 8 and verse 3. Now, Jesus took the word personal some take quarrel, or anger, personal. But you have to take the word personal, not malice, not anger. Jesus took the word personal. Have you taken the word personal? Have you personalized the word of God? Have you allowed the word of God to speak to you and speak to your situations? now notice here Jesus quoted from there answering the devil and he answered and said unto him man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God now he personalized the word and then took that as his own word notice that sometimes Paul the apostle called the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ my gospel he said God is going to judge every man Romans 1 according to my gospel he took the word personal Now, the very moment you begin to take the word personal, it's going to change you. It's going to transform you. And I want us to go over some other scriptures here, still in that same Matthew chapter number 4. Then the devil taketh him, verse 5, up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and saith unto him if thou be the son of god cast thyself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands in their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone look at verse 7 and jesus said unto him it is written again thou shalt not tempt the lord thy god jesus took the word personal and then he received that word as his and then showed it to the devil and said look this has been written concerning me and then I am giving, giving it to you now you cannot tempt the Lord thy God what, what was he telling the devil I am the Lord thy God you can't tempt me <laughs> because I am in the body it does not mean that um, you should not know who is here this is God made flesh Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You see, when situations and circumstances come against you as a person, you have to make the word personal to triumph over them. That this has been said concerning me, as though somebody came into your room and then entered into your wardrobe without any permission from you and wants to take some of your valuable dresses or clothes and then you begin to smile at the person (laughs) you're free you're free you know you want to put up a fight that no you can't take it without my permission because it's mine most of us have not made the word of God personal and that is why we don't have results in the area of practicing the word of God we feel like well if it does not work then let's just leave it at that but if you take it personal you know that this is my word from God it must produce it has to produce because this is my own word from God and I have taken it as my word from God and it must produce Jesus gave it to the devil he said look thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God now let's, let's go on again Verse 8, Again, the devil Taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain And showeth him all the kingdoms of the world And the glory of them And said unto him, All these things will I give thee If thou wilt fall down and worship me Then saith Jesus unto him Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve which reference is that now there are things that have been spoken concerning you things spoken of you and there are things that have been spoken to you and there are things that have been spoken for you things that have been spoken for you are things written in the Old Testament altogether the law, the prophets Things that have been spoken to you are the letters in the, you know, the, epistles, the epistles. Things that have been spoken of you, concerning you, are things that have to do with your calling, your destiny, that have to do with who you are, things that define your job specification upon the face of the earth. and you can find these either in the epistles, you can find them in the prophets but you see, the life of um, Joseph for example was not spoken or used as um, um, a letter written to you it was written for you for your example for our example unto whom this, the end of this word has come it was written for us What was written concerning the Nebuchadnezzar was not written to us Was written for us So we can learn from what happened to him Alright, and that's learning by instruction and observation Now, if you don't study all those things You will not know the things that have been written for you Things that have been written for you Are meant to jumpstart you So that you can start from where you are right now and move on, breaking every inertia around you. Things that have been written to you are meant to keep you on track, help you to carry yourself in the way God would have you carry yourself. Things that have been written concerning you are things that define you, define who you are, define your assignment upon the face of the earth. So the Bible from Genesis to Revelation reveals to us that God has written some things for us, some things for us, some things of us or concerning us as the case may be. So it's now our responsibility to search the scriptures and then begin to make these things speak to us, make these words address our situations. Now let's look at another example, Hebrews Hebrews chapter number 13. I'll start the reading from verse 5 here. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor what? Forsake thee. Now who said that? Who said that? God said that. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Now, Whose name was on that scripture when God said that? Huh? My name, of course. Because I've made that personal. God saw me. I was in view when He said that. Were you in view when He said that? Good. So if you make it yours, it's yours. If you feel like, well, it's not speaking to you, it's not yours. That's not how to make the word of God work for you. Now notice here, he says, For he had said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Now what's the reference there? Genesis 28, 15. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Look at verse 6. So that we may boldly say, we. Look at Genesis 28, 15. Genesis 28, 15. Go back to that. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Now, to whom is God speaking here? Alright? To you. But in context now, to whom is God speaking? Jacob. Right? Alright? Now notice here that when God speaks, He does not only speak to you, He speaks to your generation. The covenant of God upon your life does not only cover you... it covers you... and yours. So when God speaks to you, He's not only speaking to you as the person... He's speaking to yours. He's speaking to your clothes, He's speaking to your cars, He's speaking to your academics, He's speaking to your marriage, He's speaking to your husband, He's speaking to your children, He's speaking to your career, He's speaking to your profession. He's speaking to everything that has to do with your... you. He's speaking to yours. YOU.... AND YOURS. That was said to Jacob, but you see, if you follow that lineage, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then on and on like that, unto Jesus. So what was said to Abraham was said to Jesus, and what was said to Jesus was said to us. Do you understand, friend? So when God speaks, God looks beyond you. Yes, you can benefit 100% from what God has spoken to you. But when God speaks to you, make it known to yourself that God is not just talking to you as a person; He's talking to you and yours. He's addressing your children. Do you understand, friends? And that is why you must not allow anything evil happen to your children. Whatever did not take you over must not take your children over. Why? Because the same covenant that God made with you is upon your children. God is the God who keeps mercy and covenant for a thousand generations. And that is why it's not just the God of Abraham alone, is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Do you see that flow? who was Isaac? Abraham's seed who was Jacob? Isaac's seed so God is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob why? because he is a generational God so whatever God has said to you write it down, hand it over as a legacy to your children because at the same way it is working for you to work for them except they are not your seed. Hello? If they are your seed, it will work for them. Now that was said to Jacob directly. Now notice what the Apostle Paul is saying here about the Holy Spirit. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we may boldly say, now what is it? He? <laughs> he said it to Jacob. And now he says, so we, let's not say we, those that are of the seed of Jacob, if any man is born again here, he has entered into that lineage of covenant. You are in a line of covenant. You are in a lineage of covenant. The same, God, the same God of Abraham is your God. The same God of Isaac is your God. The same God of Jacob is your God. The same God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is our God and our Father. The way he dealt with Abraham in mercy and kept his faithfulness before him is the same way he will deal with you. Can someone say amen to that? When they took what belonged to Abraham, go fought back. Expect that too. Any man who wants to take what belongs to you, you know, illegally, just say, <laughs> The God of Abraham. You understand what I'm trying to say? Because you see, that person is going to see your God in action. Why? Because your God is the same God He has not changed. I am the Lord, I change not, and that's why the children of Israel or the seed of Abraham are not consumed. God never changes. It's the same. I will never for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So we may boldly say. That's personalizing the word. So what well, I was said to Jacob, okay? So you are not part of that line or lineage. Uh, actually, actually. Are you explaining the promises of God away? Are you explaining the covenant away? Or you want to personalize it and internalize it and make it work for you the way it worked for him? Because it's the same God, it's the same covenant, God never changes. Psalm 89 and verse 34. He says, My covenant I will not break. My covenant I will not break. My covenant I will not break. Nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God is not going to break His covenant. How many of us know that? It's, It's enough reason for you to rest and lean on God. Because He will not break His covenant. So that we may boldly say... So that we, we, we may boldly say, what are we going to say boldly? So we may boldly say the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Let the word speak to you. Say Lord I receive your word, speak to my heart. When you open the Bible, let the word speak to you. My heart is open. I personalize the word of God today. I receive every word that God speaks to me today in the name of Jesus. If anxiety comes and it looks like, you know, it wants to take you over, what do you do? You have to personalize the word. Has God said anything concerning worry and anxiety? That is your word. At that time, that is your word. What has God said concerning worry? Philippians 4 and verse 6, right? What does it say? Be anxious for nothing. Who is God speaking to there? At that time, God is talking to you. You You just read it and then you speak that word to you because God said that to you. When He said that, you were in view. He saw you and yours. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayers and supplications with thanksgiving, make your request not unto God. So, how do I take that person out? God has said to me, I, I was meditating this morning and the Lord said to me, Is it wrong to say that? Now, who said that? God. To whom did He say it? To you. Be anxious for nothing. But in all things, through prayers and supplications with thanksgiving, make your requests known unto God. So what is God saying to me there? There's anxiety right now staring me in the face. I want to act upon the word of God. I want to make it practical right now. I want to do what the word of God says to do. Amen. Am I to do there? What is the instruction that God is giving me there? Be anxious for what? Don't be afraid. Do not worry. Right? That's what God is saying. When you think God does not know that there are reasons to worry, He knows. But you see, when you obey God that way, God will make a way out of it. God has said unto me, be anxious for nothing, so I refuse to nurse any anxiety concerning this issue. So, God has said, be anxious for nothing. Now, what else did God say, or what else does God say, or what else is God saying? What is he saying? Be anxious for nothing, but in all things. So what am I going to do about that anxious um, circumstance or anxiety? What am I going to do? I'm going to pray. Prayers and supplication. Prayer means to urge. I pray thee. To urge passionately. supplication means a definite request. Definite request. You see, oh God, I don't know what to do now. Hey, how am I going to get out of this? Ha ah, ah, ha. Oh Lord. And you are not praying. You are magnifying the anxiety. And the magnification can increase from 2 to 3. 4 to 5. And then it looks like, you know, it's so huge that you cannot handle it. Because you have made a mountain out of that molehill. Now what is supplication? Supplication is definite request. If a financial need wants to minister anxiety. That's a financial need, isn't it? Huh? What will solve that financial need? Money, providence, right? Financial providence, right? Will solve it, right? Now, what do I do when I pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, I refuse to be anxious over this because you have said unto me that I should not be anxious. So I obey you. I'm not going to let it bother me. Don't you know? I mean, you know, God loves, He does not want anything to bother you. (laughs) Amen. Be anxious for nothing because He does not want anything to bother you. He wants you to be calm, He wants you to be cool, He wants you to be collected. Calm, cool, and collected. So God does not want you bothered by anything around you. So he says, he's now giving you an instruction here. says, Be anxious for nothing. Yes Lord. Yes Lord. Now most of the time when people go around looking for uh, a prophet to speak into their lives. Looking for a word from, you know, from the blues. It's because they have not learned to personalize God's word. God has so many things to say from Genesis to Revelation 66 books in the Bible so none has spoken to you except the prophet that would say hmm, my son if you let the word of God speak to you personally I don't mean God can't send prophets to confirm what God has said to you but you will not be looking for a word all around excuse me sir do you have a word for me? Has God said anything to you? Uh, Not really. But I see blessing ahead of you. Amen. Amen. You you are the child of God. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Jesus died for your sins. Amen. Amen. But if you allow the word of God speak to you, I don't mean God does not use prophets. They are genuine prophets of God. God uses prophets. Alright? But you see, if you let the word of God speak to you, prophets will come to confirm what God has already said to you. Somehow on a word search, hunting around for the word of God, with some spear and arrow, they are going for the kill. Do you have a word for me? Has God told you anything about my life? In your secret place, has God ministered to you? To me? So let the word of God speak to you. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Make that personal. Be anxious for nothing. Make that personal. Make that personal. Hallelujah. Now, when there's anything um, I need God to attend to in my life, you know what I do? I search the scriptures. And then I begin to look for where God has given me an instruction, what to do. Because I know God always involves His children in the miracle process. In producing a miracle in your life, God involves you. You know, a lot of people think that God does not involve people when it comes to miracles. Alright? When Jesus was to turn water to wine, did He involve some people? Yes, of course He did. God always involves you. When he was to raise Lazarus from the dead, did he involve some people? There's all, in every miracle, there is a human side and there is a divine side. If you do not apply yourself to doing the human side, the divine side will not manifest. There is a divine side. There is a divine side. And there is a human side. You have to release yourself to do the human side, the instruction he has given you. If God has said to you, be anxious for nothing, what else are you looking for somebody to say to you? Can anybody say anything to you much more than what God has said to you? So let's let's, let's look at it together now. Let's reason. Ask your neighbor, can anybody say anything to you much more than what God has already said unto you? So if you are anxious here, has God said anything concerning anxiety? that you can deal with that issue and get out of anxiety. He said, is it that simple? Yes. If you make the word personal, it is that simple. What about a financial need? What about a financial need? Has God said anything concerning the financial need? Philippians 4.19 What does it say? My God shall supply all my needs. Make it personal now. Not their needs or our needs. My need. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you because you supply all my needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, how is God going to do it? Lord, show it to me. Is there anything that I have to do? Is there anything that I have to be involved in? Show it to me. Then God begins to show it to you. God begins to show it to you. Now how does He show it to you? Still in His Word. By His Spirit. Give and it shall be what? Giving unto you. Good measure. pressed down. Shaking together. And running over. Shall men give to your bosom. That's an instruction. Lord, I will give. Then God shows it to you again. In every labor, or in all labor, there's what? There's profit. God begins to give you an idea. Do something with this. Do something with that. Use that which you have right now as a seed, and then connect the next level. God begins to show it to you. You need a professional qualification concerning this. Now use that money to buy that form and do that professional exam and then move to the next level. And that is the wisdom of God at work. God begins to show it to you. Do you know there is a need in this locality? Do you know there is a need in this town that you can meet? Look, this person is lacking that. That person is lacking that. You know, you can find out that more than 65% of the people in this place do not have this. Not because they don't want it, but it's not available. Now provide that, meet needs, and then get blessed. It's the law of prosperity any day, any time. Giving and receiving. You have to give to meet a need to receive a blessing. You have to give to meet a need to receive a blessing. Give and it shall be given back to you. You will be blessed. As you blessed. Even much more than you bless, you shall be blessed. Much more than you put into an investment, you shall receive. Businessmen understand this but did not understand how it applies to loving people. So they use that principle in a negative way. They use that principle to um, exploit. But we use the principle to love people. We meet needs. 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 needs, Helping people. We meet needs. And then money comes back to us. When something should go for five naira, alright, the worth of it, we sell it to people, and then we'll make some money on it as profit, amen, but we meet that need. If um, two cups should be five naira, we we don't sell one cup to them. Because we are in the business of loving people. People in the world, businessmen, they understand the law of sowing and reaping, they understand the law of giving and receiving, and they use it against humanity, taking advantage of the masses. But we don't have that kind of a spirit, we are of God, and God begins to teach you, God begins to teach you, because you have made the word of God personal. There is no way under heaven that you cannot apply the word of God. Faith is a universal currency it holds the same value in all the nations of the earth alright we have seen people in Nigeria in this same country practicing faith and they have results as much as they have it in the United States Through or us, it does not matter where you practice it don't be deceived my brethren That oh, I have to fly somewhere before faith can work for me you are deceiving yourself if you are going there for a purpose to study, go and study. Amen. If you are going there as an escapee, God help you. If faith can't work for you in Nigeria, it's not going to work for you in the United States. Environments don't affect faith. Faith affects environments. Go to Canaan land, go to some other places, you will see how faith can transform a place. They say, "Hey, is this same in Nigeria?" It is in Nigeria. God is using that faith to change things. That's what faith does. Faith changes things. Make the word of God personal. Personalize the word of God. Personalize the word of God. Make it personal can I again of blessed memory on the sick bed with a deformed heart incurable blood disease was there saw from the word of God Mark 11 22 to 25 and, I mean he began to read and then saw that what thing soever you desire when you pray believe that you receive them and you shall have them he took that word personal <coughs> excuse me acted upon that word and then now was it for him he was raised from that sick bed without anybody laying hands on him without anybody praying for him without anybody teaching him anything he read it in the word he took the word personal the spirit of god showed it to him and that was it for him you have to learn to take the word of god personal don't assume the word of god is speaking to all of us so it's for everyone so it's not personal yet let this gospel be your gospel let the anxious for nothing be your own word. Let my God shall supply all your needs be your own word. Let the path of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter even unto the perfect day be your own word. Let it be your word. As you make the word personal and receive it, then you begin to see results. Results. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Yay. Yea. Yea. That's, that's you wake up in the middle of the night. That's not mine. No, I know what God has spoken to me. That is not my own. The lies. The lies. The line of divine survey. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Yay. I have a goodly heritage. I have a goodly heritage. I have a goodly heritage. It's mine. It's mine. In the name of Jesus. The lines. The lines. The lines. The lines. Glory to God. The lines. The lines. And as you begin to learn that, it becomes a strong legacy that you hand over to your children. Taking the word of God personal over your life, over your children's life over your family, over your husband's life over your ministry over your calling has God said anything to us? God's I mean, has God said anything to us? God said anything to us? Now, it's time for us to now put that word in our heart put it in our mouth and then begin to release it back to God Father, you are a faithful God your covenant you will not that's the kind of prayer that I would challenge us uh-huh, talk to me your covenant, you will not break. Eh? Yes? And you will never alter the thing that has gone out of your lips. Say yes. Now see what you have said concerning me. See. It's mine, you know. I have it. Thank you, Father. I have it. And then you see God will materialize that. You know, faith pleases God. When you are pleased, think about when you are pleased. You go to a place and you are pleased. What do you do when you are pleased? Faith pleases God. I said, faith pleases God. This morning, what is God saying to every one of us? Take the word of God personal. Shout it loud. Take the word personal. The word personal. Say it again. Take, the word Take it. Ag- say it again. Take the word Shall we rise to our feet? Whatever it is in your life right now is afraid whatever it is that you're going through is afraid now as you're ready to take the word personal you are ready to take the word personal you are ready to take the word of God personal right now right now right now right now I want you to lift up your voice and big voices and begin to pray to the Lord right now in the name of Jesus thank you father for sending your word to me thank you father for sending your word to me Thank you, Father, for sending your word to me. I take the word of God personal. I take the word of God personal. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If there's any need in your life, ask yourself. Has God said anything concerning this? Going through any situation in your life, ask yourself Has God said anything concerning this? If God has said something, make it your own word, make it personal. Make it personal. Come on.